Hi, I'm Fred Schonenberg, and thank you for joining me on the Venture Fuel podcast. At Venture Fuel, we help companies find new solutions by partnering with the best startups from around the world. On the show, you'll learn the secrets of business leaders who tap into startups and the founders driving extraordinary results. We'll consider new ideas, stretch our mindsets beyond the status quo, and in the process, discover how to leap the competition and fuel personal growth. On today's show, we have the dynamic team driving retail innovation at Dick's Sporting Goods. For anyone that doesn't know, Dick's is a Fortune 500 company. It is America's largest sports retailer and has over 50,000 employers. Today, I'm joined by Scott Cassiato, who is the VP of Omnichannel Fulfillment and Athlete Service, and Morris Liao, who's the VP of E-Commerce, Supply Chain, and Marketing Finance. Together, they're part of the team that drives retail experience for customers, or as DSG calls them, athletes. They've held a wide range of roles from omni-channel fulfillment, retail marketing, supply chain, and e-commerce experience and merchandising. And today, we're going to talk about their new retail innovation program that just launched. It will give six startups and emerging technologies the opportunity to pitch pilot programs with Dick Sporting Goods. They seek to find the best of what's next to give these up-and-comers the opportunity to work with Dick's and to continue to deliver for the athletes that turn to Dick's to up their game. So we're going to cover what innovation means to DSG, learn more about the program, and maybe even share a few tips for how you can take your game to the next level. So lace them up. Let's get after it. Scott Morris, it's great having you on the show. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. So I did a little intro there, but perhaps you guys can give a little more background on, on your yourselves. Morris, let's start with you. So can you tell me a little bit about like what you do at Dick's and just a little bit of your background? Sure. Yeah. So um, so coming up this summer, I'll be celebrating my uh, 15th year anniversary here at Dick's. Had a pretty dynamic career here at Dick's, started in the finance department, worked in product development led analytics for the e-commerce department, testing and optimization, pricing and promotions, and uh, have since been back on the finance side for the last two or three years, supporting our uh, e-commerce supply chain and marketing functions. And essentially what we're trying to do is fully manage our P&L from an e-commerce perspective, finding opportunities to not only grow our revenue and top line, uh, but the the flow through and profitability of our e-commerce business, trying to improve the way that we kind of run our business and, and, and grow our business into the future. Hey, very cool. Scott, you're back. So let's turn to you. So you give a little background of, uh, you know, how you, how you came to this role at Dix and what you do now. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's a pleasure to be with you. I, uh, so I started at Dix a little over seven years ago, came here from a lifetime of supply chain and startup hyper growth work related to supply chain retail and the retail industry. And um, came to Dix in 2015 to really help build our transformation around uh, the athlete experience in terms of customer service and then ultimately fulfillment. And uh, now lead, I'm the vice president of Omnichannel Fulfillment and Athlete Engagement. We redubbed customer service, athlete engagement, and we're really focused on leveraging our broad fulfillment network to drive speed and competitive advantage for our, our business while delivering what we call legendary experiences for our athletes from a service point of view. I love that. So you and I were just at, at Shop Talk together in Vegas, and and we saw a number of you know, innovative startups and emerging technologies, and you know the industry was kind of on stage talking about the the need to continually innovate. What does innovation mean to DSG, and how are you all approaching innovation? 
I think um, from my perspective, innovation has a couple of different flavors. I think, you know, we look to, to innovate in really iterative ways every day when we think about the site experience that we have or the consumer experiences that we deliver that are more minute, you know, more small innovations over time that over time will turn into transformative innovations potentially. And then I think the other way in terms of, we have another definition of innovation, or I do, uh, in terms of sort of step change innovation, right? Innovation that, you know, you don't, that will fundamentally change the trajectory of, of a part of our business or our, our business entirely or the athlete experience. And I think, you know, those look different from an opportunity lens perspective. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, there's sort of the very few companies think about that, like everyday innovation, like how can we sort of embed innovation as a, almost a mindset and delivers competitive advantage when, when you do do that. And then of course, there's the bigger, bigger leaps. Morris, on your side, can you share some details about this, you know, the first ever Dick Sporting Goods Retail Innovation Program? How did, how did it come to be and, and what are you excited about? Yeah, no. So, uh, you know, I think as I step back, I mean, I think we're at a pretty interesting crossroads as a company, you know, and I think it's ripe for this kind of innovation program that we're getting off the ground. I think there's a couple of things that we've we've done over the last couple of years that kind of put us in a really good place for this, right? So first, you know, I think we successfully weathered kind of the COVID pandemic, right? And And I think as we were going through a lot of it, I think we realized that a lot of the Things that we had done uh, to prepare ourselves for kind of, you know, not necessarily a pandemic, but, you know, things that might come up along the way really help us accelerate, right? So, you know, Lauren Hobart, our CEO, likes to tell the story that, you know, the day that we shut down our stores, right, we, we had curbside pickup, you know, standing within two days, right, after that, right? And it's through kind of the kind of setting up and, and innovating our tech stack, right, to get it ready so that we can innovate very quickly, that allowed us to be so flexible and, and kind of take that challenge on uh, when that presented itself, right? So I think we, we learned kind of through COVID that we have to be nimble and we have to look around corners. And I think that's pushing us to be more innovative, to think about how do we kind of prepare ourselves for, for anything that may happen along the way. I think the other thing that's kind of helped us kind of prepare for this as well is, um, you know, given the way capital markets were, we were able to do a, a $1.5 billion um, kind of debt raising, right, um, very recently. And, you know, sets us up in a position where we're sitting on, you know, north of $2 billion of cash on the balance sheet, right? So, you know, we, you know, we get a lot of questions from Wall Street and trying to figure out kind of how we're going to leverage that, that capital. And what we've been very open about is that we're looking for investments, right? We're looking for opportunities to invest our capital, whether it be, you know, a new innovation or whether it be on real estate or, you know, any host of things, right? And having that capital gives us the flexibility to kind of think outside of the box and try to take some chances with some, some emerging technologies. So, Scott, from, from your side of things, you know, what are the goals for this program? And why should startups be interested in it? Yeah. Well, let me start with the, the latter part of that question first. I think Dick Sporting Goods is a tremendous company and opportunity to work with our firm. I'm biased, of course, but I think we've got really smart people working on really interesting problems in a fun space. I also think that we've got a much better than average slash leading product management capability that allows us to bring you know, new technology and capabilities to light and to life and to do it in a... Um, iterative, agile way. Uh, and so it could be a really great partnership for some 
a new company to, to work with someone like us and really learn how to scale a concept with a bunch of people that are really intellectually curious and capable of doing so. So I think that's, I think we're the right partner for the right company. And in terms of the goals for this, like, I, you know, there's a couple of goals. I think in this particular space that I'm sure we'll talk about, trusted advisor, it's a super important area for us. We are a, you know, the leading sporting goods retailer in the country. We've got an incredible brand. We've got an incredibly loyal athlete base that seeks guidance from us. And we think we can even do a better job there in terms of creating confidence and excitement as we equip our athletes, as we say confidence and excitement as we equip their dreams. And we believe that you know we're building the dreams or helping the people achieve their dreams through the products that we sell. We're not just selling cleats. you know. And so that trusted ex- ex- advisor really spans a large swath of our customer base. If you think about a family who's just setting out for the first time to have their son or daughter play soccer or some sport all the way through to you know, an athlete that's going off to be a D1 athlete or a professional athlete looking for something. So I think, you know, there's a wide range of interest from our athletes to get expertise from us. And we want to serve that, that need. So that is the very short-term opportunity within this. And then we're just excited about, you know, if we were, hopefully we'll find great companies here, great concepts, and we can continue this process into the future. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think one of the things overlooked with a program like this is, is who's on the other side, which what team members are you guys bringing to work with the startups and kind of co-create together. Uh, and, and I can vouch for, uh, you know, they're getting, they're getting the A team here, which I, I think is, is going to serve both sides really nicely. I'd love to get your guys' perspective on expertise, which is the theme of this. And, and I will say as a, it feels like way too long ago, former athlete, I very much remember going to Dick's, right? Like when you're you're trying to get a competitive edge and understand maybe it's a new new type of pant, right? A new new pair of shorts, like that, that helps you a little be a little bit faster. What was really cool is you didn't just walk in and buy it off the shelf, like you could, but it was also you went in and said, "Hey, this is what I'm trying to do," and having somebody knowledgeable uh, that they could help you on that journey that was almost like a coach, uh, right? That they, they said, "Hey, this is this is what I'm thinking about. I, I'm deep on this." is a tremendous advantage to go into Dick's. And I think part of what we're exploring here is how does that translate outside of the individual store potentially uh, so that people can get more access to that expertise. So can you all talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I can, I can lead that a little bit and Morris, you know, pitch in here. Um, we can co-develop this part, but I think, you know, you're exactly right. So we, we've started to, to dabble a little bit in terms of how we, for example, what does expertise look like in an e-commerce environment? How do we blend the e-commerce environment into the store environment and create this supercharged network of expertise? How do we think about you know, products, private label products, national brand product in terms of having an athlete make a choice across those in the various dimensions? We've got very specialized sports, golf, fishing, right, that require you know, a whole different level of expertise, especially when you're talking to some of the enthusiasts that are out there. And so that's the exciting part about this opportunity is that we don't, we don't have a predefined view of what we think expertise could manifest itself through this, this opportunity, right? I think what we're saying is expertise is important. It's important to our athlete. We believe it's important to our, our business growth long-term. We believe it's important to athlete lifetime value, both in our stores and online. And we're looking for really interesting ideas on how we can generate that content, 
curate that content and distribute that content across multiple platforms. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just add on to that. I mean, we're so passionate about being experts in the space and kind of sharing our power of our opinion with our customers. So much so that actually, you know, kind of an inside look at the company, when you look at our HR goals, like one of the foundational blocks that we measure ourselves on is sharing our power of our opinion with our customers, right? So it's, it's so embedded in the culture that we have here that, that we're trying to find ways to bring it to life within our company. And I think we've tested some really amazing things as far as, you know, certainly with our, um, with our private brands, we've had kind of people consult with people and, and, and help them build outfits on, online. If you go to any of our stores, we certainly have people to kind of, kind of walk you through a, a demo process and, and stuff like that. And, you know, we just feel like within the sporting goods arena, there's just so much opportunity for us to kind of share our opinion and get people to try things and kind of learn about products that will make them kind of good customers going into the future, that, that it only helps our business. You know, one thing Scott didn't, didn't mention early on is, as far as innovation is, you know, we are willing to take big swings and we're willing to kind of try new things. But we're also on the other side, we're very meticulous about measurement, right? And, and trying to figure out what is it actually driving, right? So, you know, Fred, I think we, we all agree with you that the, the expertise and, and, and kind of sharing that expertise is something that we're very passionate about. But where we struggled a little bit is trying to kind of truly measure, okay, what is the value of that expertise and what is that doing to our business? And we're looking for some of these big projects that can kind of move the needle on our, on our performance, you know, through, through the getting expert advice. Yeah, I think it's so interesting, right? Like it's not innovation for innovation's sake. It's to help take what is a core competitive advantage of your y'all's like right like that expertise. How do you get it to more people in a way that that drives business results? And you know what new solutions are out there that that enable you to do that differently or uh, you know better, faster. You know, ins- insert reason why it makes sense. The business case, which I think is really exciting, uh, because it's not it's not sort of the innovation tourism. It's, hey, how can we find something really interesting and, and scale it with us to make it meaningful overall? I think that's spot on. I mean, I think we, our intent of this, of this initiative is absolutely to put rubber to the road and, and find something that we, we can really drive a meaningful change uh, and improvement in our business. So this is not an academic exercise by any stretch. Yeah, and we're, we're more than happy. We've shown that when things work, we're happy to scale as quickly as we can because we want to try to capture all those benefits as quickly as possible. I hate to interrupt this amazing conversation, but to learn more about this amazing program with Dick's Sporting Goods and the opportunity to work with the leading omni-channel retailer, just go to www.dsgretailinnovation.com. It's free to apply. Applications are open until May 20th and all the details on this program will be found there. Now, back to the show. Maybe I'll start with you, Morris, on this one. One of the questions that, that comes up frequently when you think about sort of a successful company like Dix and external innovation is why look outside of the four walls? Because you obviously are, you guys are crushing it. You've got an amazing team doing lots of different things. Just curious your point of view on, on the value of kind of tapping into external innovators and people maybe that are outside of that core competitive set that are doing things differently. Just curious how you all think about that. 
Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, retail, I mean, I think one of the things that Scott and I love about retail and then one of the things that we bang our heads against the wall is that it's always changing, right? So so I think it keeps us interested and keeps us kind of very passionate about the space. But, you know, it's hard to kind of have your pulse on everything that's kind of going on. And I think what's interesting about Dix is, you know, while we were confident in our ability and that we know that we're, we're doing a lot of good things, I don't think we're arrogant enough to say that we know everything. Right. And I think that we're, we're constantly out there looking for the next big thing, looking for opportunities that we may not be seeing at this point. I think, you know, we've done a really good job um, doing this on the merchandising space. Right. So we've kind of seen some opportunities, right, on some smaller companies. Like if you think, you know, it's, it, it'll be hard to think of these as small companies. When we got involved with them, they were small. Right. If you think about Under Armour, if you think about Yeti, these are opportunities that at the time, we had to take a chance on them, right? And we had to use kind of our scale to kind of take a big bet on them. And it's yielded both successful gains for both us and them, right? And we've done good things along that front on the merchandising end. I think where we could get more mature as a company is doing that more on the technology side, right? And and doing it more on just kind of new ideas, right? New, um, new ways of thinking. And, you know, with the team that we have here, I think we've expanded into kind of open our eyes and, and really try to try to leverage some of those new ideas. Love that. Scott, is there anything you would add to that or does that, that get it? I think that's spot on. I mean, the, 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 when Morris mentioned, you know, we are, I use the phrase, we use it into a lot internally here, humble and hungry, right? I think, you know, we don't think that we got it all figured out, right? I think that's one of the things that has made us successful is the relentless pursuit of, of improvement. And, you know, I think this is an, an expression of not being complacent, you know, and, and how we can think about what's out there, who can help us, how we can take advantage of things that we don't know about. I mean, we're really busy every day, really doing the things that I mentioned earlier around incremental improvement. We're obviously doing a job at it, but we're also not too full of ourselves to think that there's somebody else out there that's got something pretty cool that might really help our business. Of that, the relentless pursuit of improvement. That, that would be the... Uh the subject of the podcast, if, if, if we weren't leading with the actual event. I mean, that's right. That's right. It. it literally <laughs> used to be on all of our business cards. It was, yeah. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they so. did away with business cards, but yes. Yeah, I, I love it. That's so good. Um, I'm going to switch here uh, and put you guys on the spot. So rapid fire style, name a trend or technology that you're most excited about. It could be specific to this you know, expertise challenge or just in general, just curious what you guys are looking at and saying, wow, this is a space that is uh, really interesting, changing quickly that, uh, you know, you're, you're keeping your eyes on. Either one of you, go first. You know, one, one that we've been keeping our eye on that, that's pretty fascinating and I think could have tentacles here uh, in the sporting goods is just the secondhand market. So one of the things that I've been looking at uh, recently is just just some of the growth that we've seen, seen with, you know, companies like ThreadUp and you know, things like that, where especially as we get kind of, you know, who knows what the economy is going to be. And, and with the kind of inflation and raising the costs of merchandise, there's just a, it seems like there's a lot of opportunity in the secondhand market, right? Where, you know, whether it be apparel or certainly we've heard a lot of it in the sporting equipment side, right? Where, you know, people use it once and their kids grow out of something. Like, how do we re-leverage that, create the marketplace, right? Where, you know, we can resell stuff, right? So that's something we're keeping our eye on um, and, and something that, um, you know, we want to see if there's some way we can play in the future. Scott, what about you? Yeah, there's, a, I mean, a couple that come to mind. I mean, I think 
you know, I live every day in fulfillment and the the last mile network stuff and what's happening in hyperlocal carriers, I think is super interesting to us. That has continued to change and evolve in terms of the capabilities and the innovation that's available there, especially for a retailer like us with a broadly distributed store footprint. So I think that's super interesting. You know, I think that uh, there's just a ton of, of innovation. Honestly, the other side of my world is in service. And the, the, one of the trends in the, in the retail space that I am most excited about is leading with customer first and truly and truly going there. So when you think about the way that the companies are really organizing themselves and bringing products to life around true customer sentiment and thinking about how we listen to and adapt and move towards creating customer-centric solutions, to me, is a huge change that I've seen over the last five to 10, five years, I'd say, you know, that I'm really, and you'll see that in service empowerment. You'll see that in how companies think about lifetime value of, of athletes. And I don't think that's been present for a long, long time in the retail space. The, yeah. the other thing that we're keeping an eye on, and it's not anything new, right? It's not anything I would say innovative, but we're still probably a step behind, right? As far as a company is doing more of the kind of the personalization, right? To the, yeah. to the app, right? I mean, we have, and, and this is this may be helpful as we get into kind of this innovation space, but you know we have a very vast data set, right? If you think about you know the adoption of people who use our loyalty program and, and then the view of our customer that we have, right? It's a very high percentage of people that we're, we we can stitch together, right? And how do we kind of leverage that data to create more personalized marketing kind of activities and you know, give recommendations on kind of next purchase and, and things along those lines that we're just scratching the surface and we think there's a lot of opportunity there. So while you were on that, Scott, I wanted to kind of- get I think that. it's that, it's that spot on. I mean, it actually gets into the, the piece on the technology. I think what's happening with our company and I think with a lot of others in terms of machine learning and how machine learning is finding its way into various parts of our business, right? Around, you know, not only personalization, but even even on the inventory level, like how are we thinking about where inventory goes? How do we use machine machine learning to be much more mindful and planful around where we're allocating inventory to, and how that gets you know to our athlete faster? You know, these are things that when you plan in retail for years, it's been you know a lot of analysis and, and some amount of forecasting and guesswork. Well, with these models, right? Like you're really using a lot more precise ways of, of determining where you should have inventory. And I think that's a, when you think about the various applications of machine learning is where I get really excited today. Yeah, I think I think what's really cool is that a number of the elements that you mentioned actually speak to this, this program today that we're, we're talking about too. If you think about personalization or that sort of customer-centric viewpoint, right? The idea is that for the customer, if they, they care about what, what grip they get on their golf club, right? That's the most yeah. important thing in the world to them at that moment. And they want an expert to help them with that. And That's that right. might be very different than the kid getting his first golf clubs or or me who's just like, man, just give me something that I can throw in the woods after I, I miss, right? right. Uh, so I, I think it's it's really cool that, that maybe some of these technologies and, and different areas may coalesce. Uh, when, when the startups listening hear this, there's some opportunities to blend these together. So very exciting all around. I want, I want to thank both of you for, for taking the time to chat about this and, and Dick's overall. If you are a startup or new tech founder or an investor uh, in this space and working with startups that might be interested in working with Dick Sporting Goods, America's largest sports retailer, please go to www.dsgretailinnovation.com. 
It is free to apply and applications will be open until May 20th. We're looking for startups ranging from idea stage to series A, all around helping to leverage expertise. You'll find out much more information at www.dsgretailinnovation.com. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Good to be with you. Thank you. Looking forward to see the upload. Thanks again for joining us today. If you enjoyed this show, please hit subscribe and also be sure to go to at VentureFuel on LinkedIn, where we drop info on emerging opportunities and new technologies. So excited for this program with Dix. Again, go to www.dsg, Dix Sporting Goods, retailinnovation.com. Again, www.dsgretailinnovation.com. It is free to apply. Applications are open until May 20th. All the information about the program can be found there. And we are so excited to see what you all come up with. Until next time. Until next time.